Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. question until you ask it correctly hello and welcome to the reformatory the podcast for the local church by the local church oh that dude that's got a good ring it's got a good ring it's got it's got a good yeah, ring it's nice it's sticking we're gonna it's, stick uh, it. you know it's like a two-for-one deal you know it is it's a two-for-one <laughs> two-for-one it's like, like kind of like this podcast pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> my name is josh loftus and i'm the preaching pastor at Port Gardner Church in Everett, Washington. And I'm Jack Berry, some random deacon down here in Tacoma. Random, so. yeah, dude, all deacons are random. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so <laughs> random. Yeah, dude, uh, got back into the, uh, got back into the pastor game. You it's did, like, and you, and what? Can you tell the people oh, how ticked you are at A&W right now? <laughs> oh, okay. We talking about this? Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, we gotta, I got to get this out. We got to get this out, Josh. <sighs> This is part of counseling. Let's not, let's not talk this about is- Josh. Let's not talk about Josh being a pastor. Let's not talk about the long, hard road that the Lord put him through to get to this point again. Let's not talk. Let's talk about freaking A and W. You got to give the people what they want, and they this want is what the people they, what they want, want cancellation. They want A and W canceled so, out of the culture. Yeah. So here's the thing. Yes, I'm getting back into the pastor. Also, A and W is awful. The worst restaurant. Okay, specifically the A and W in Tacoma, flipping Tacoma <laughs> on Sixth Avenue. I drive down here. <laughs> Okay, I drive down here. It takes me over an hour to get down from Everett to Tacoma to record some eps with my deacon man, Jack. I'm hungry. I'm early. I'm thinking, I'm going to go get me some cheese curds because I want cheese curds. And A&W has some of the best cheese curds around. Mm -hmm. I pull up to A&W. Okay, first off, I pulled in the wrong way. I I went through. Okay, I'm not even joking. (laughs) There's no signs whatsoever. I pulled into the drive-thru the wrong way. Oh, I go, I go reverse traffic through the drive-thru. I'm pretty sure the lady at the drive-thru was like staring at me the entire way I'm going through. So I I went through the drive-thru the wrong way, which I didn't know. There's no signs. Anyway, I get up. I get up there. I order cheese curds. I want cheese curds, man. Like... They're mm-hmm. good. Yeah. My family's originally from Wisconsin. Like, we got the cheese thing going. Yeah. I love some cheese. 
I order them. I get up to the window. She hands me my drink. I pay for it. And she's like, okay, if you could just pull up forward a little bit. And I knew then. Usually, no. at, okay, so usually at the restaurants, usually at the, I'll usually, I'll say this, I'll preface this. Usually yeah. at some more established restaurants, they'll have the little, like, if your order's taking too long, that little pull-in place. They've got the pull-in place. Not here. No, no, no. They yeah. tell you to pull forward, and you're still in the drive through Yeah. Right? So I got people behind me angry. I'm waiting for my cheese curds. It takes them... Like 20 flipping minutes of me sitting, this is not a laughing matter, of me sitting in the drive-thru waiting for my cheese curds. Bro, get your game together, (laughs) A&W. So long story short, I was late to the church. I've got my cheese curds. Yeah. But. But you still tick, They're cold. And on top of everything. It literally looks like they grabbed a handful of napkins, rolled them up into a ball because they were playing like soak them back in the kitchen, and they th- one of them landed in my bag. <laughs> we didn't tell like, you guys, but this episode is sponsored by Yelp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go full Karen on a on Yelp. Bro, you about, you about to go more Karen than Daniel did at that one post on Facebook the other oh, Dude, day. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Dude, he left the group. <laughs> he left the group. Oh my they, goodness. They, they, so... I posted the meme under his post of the Godfather. Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> Poor oh, Daniel. Man. I felt so bad. Yes, the former the former co-host of the Reformatory, Daniel, stepped in it. Is uh, he he is on a, uh, a a pipe and tobacco Facebook page, right? And he's he stepped right into what you never do on Reform Facebook pages: is you complain or you bring up something controversial. And they well, just shamed him. They shamed the young man. Complaint. It was more of a, can we just stop with whatever's going on? <laughs> it wasn't even that bad. It was uh, just... <sighs> does Daniel know reform people? Daniel yeah. should know this better, man. Well, He should know better. He doesn't have to deal with it anymore. He, he, <laughs> he bounced. <laughs> he, he bounced hard. But, dude, we're sitting here. I got my cheese curds. I'm doing okay. You had to rant a little. You had to get that rant out. I had man. to get it out. Yeah. Right. But the cheese curds are here and they are delicious. So we're gonna have more like mouth noise ASMR. Oh yeah. Throughout the entire episode. Yeah. But you, lo and behold, on top, okay, on top of everything else, you pull out an entire bag of mini chocolate chip cookies. You Where called did you get me these? Cookie Monster on one of the previous episodes. And I'm like, well, screw it. I'll just embrace this new identity. Uh and I pu- so these are these are uh organic mini chocolate chip cookies from Safeway in a bag. I'm drinking Topo Chico right now because I do those things. I'm drinking water because I care about my health (laughs) as I'm eating cheese curds. This is mineral water (laughs) from Monterey, California, all right? Uh, Dude, nothing good comes out of California. Can anything good come out of California? (laughs) I mean, something obviously has to. Something. They said nothing never came out of Nineveh. Jesus did, baby. Jesus did. Uh, Nazareth, not whatever. Nin- not Nineveh. Nazareth, Nineveh. <laughs> it's Nazareth. Same di- Jonah, same. Jonah, Jonah, Jesus. It's all the same. Oh People, my we are completely off our game right now. You know what you need, Jack? You know what you need right now? You need the gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need the gospel. Oh, yeah. Preach that's it. what you need. Yeah. And that's what I need. Yep. Because if I didn't have the gospel, 
I would have John- stepped out of my car, gone into the A and W. Wait, 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 wait. What, what's that? What's that one movie with Kirk Douglas? Not Kirk Douglas. Michael Douglas, where he's in the. Uh, he goes off that one day. He's in the. He's in a suit. Or he's in like a tie and Michael Douglas? Yeah, Michael Douglas. Are you talking is, about Nick Cage? Like A, no, no, no. B, C, D, <laughs> no. E, F, G. No, I'm talking about Michael Douglas was in a movie where he just he has like this really bad day and he just goes off. Um I got I gotta find this. Because like this is the exact this movie, we're living this movie right now. I don't know what that movie is. And I was never really a fan of Michael Douglas. Um his dad, Kirk, right? Mm-hmm. Kirk yep. Douglas. I liked him. Spartacus, baby. Spartacus. And then he was in a movie. He played twin brothers, Man from Snowing River. Mm. You ever see that movie? I have not seen that movie. I'm a pretty... Great movie. Really? What's it, it about? Made in Australia. Mm-hmm. It's about an Australian kid who basically like really good with horses. Yeah. So it's a horse movie, yeah. basically. And he like... Learns how to like break this horse that like, it's never been broken, and he like wins the heart of the fair maiden of the Australian ranch. And it's basically just the entire movie is just a bunch of Australian dudes like riding horses, cool horse stunts, and Kirk Douglas walking around like being grumpy. Yeah, and the soundtrack's pretty great. So you you, you got to go watch Man from Snowy River. It's, it's a, called, it's a good. Okay, so I fo- I found the movie. Okay. So we'll we'll log that for the IMBD page yeah. of Jack's brain, but it's called Falling Down. Falling Down. With Michael Douglas in it. You want to hear the, the synopsis is, it's All actually right. directed by Joel Schumacher of Batman fame and fortune. Okay. He says, the synopsis is, a middle-aged man dealing with both unemployment and divorce is having a bad day. When his car breaks down on a Los Angeles highway, he leaves his vehicle and begins to trek across the city to attend his daughter's birthday party. As he makes his way through the urban landscape, his frustration and bitterness become more evident, resulting in violent encounters with various people. Josh, you are one more bad drive through away from being this fallen down movie. Right I'm gonna now, I'm sir. gonna make my way to my sister's birthday party. <laughs> And some things about to go down, mm-hmm. <laughs> starting with that a and I'm serious. Anyway, Jack, what are we talking about today? Why are we even here right now? We are talking about, of course, the gospel. Yes, my we are. Friend. And so, we are talking about that within the context of this nine mark series that we're going through. I don't think we're going to do this the same way as like the 1689 or whatnot. Haven't we, as Reformed folks, canceled nine marks by this point? Like I feel like, uh, like, like, didn't we didn't we cancel Mark Dever? Like I feel like a bunch of the reform uh, the boys uppity, did. The uppity reform bros did uh, that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because right. he said some stuff, and it's just like we still like him. Yeah, we, we still like, like him. him, dude. We like okay. Mark Dever. So we were at. I w- excuse me. I was at. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Um, I was at a preaching uh, workshop, which that's good because you need it. Uh, Michael Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> says the preaching pastor to the guy who hasn't preached it over like a year. Oh or yeah. Two, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so uh, Michael Lawrence, who was at Capitol Hill Baptist, which is the same church as Mark Dever was, he was leading it. He's at a church called Hinson Baptist church here in Portland, not here in Portland, but down in Portland. Cause we're in Tacoma. And then also David Helm, <laughs> also David Helm, who is, 
Presbyterian. It was that was cool because you, wow. you had the little Baptist Presbyterian riffs going on there. So love those. Um, man, that made those for, never go wrong, dude. I think he, I think Michael Lawrence said something about one of his children wasn't a believer. And David Held came back, and he's like, oh, you didn't baptize him yet? I see how it is. Oh, man. Dude, it was... Oh, that's a dig. A lot of laughs. A lot of laughs in that workshop. So good, clean fun there. Yeah. So, But yeah, we are talking about the gospel, um, what the gospel is, why the gospel is important, and how the gospel should infect and affect our lives, specifically in the realm of the local church, right? So we're continuing this series in that if you're looking for a church, if you're in a church and wondering, you know, am I in a good church? Is it healthy? Can it be considered healthy? Are you? This is one of the aspects of the local church that is vital. Really? You're just going to sit here and take, take phone calls while we're... I'm sorry, bro. What are you doing, son? <laughs> we're trying to be professional. I here, didn't man. put it on... So- we are definitely not professional. We are professional episode. as they come. <laughs> we are professional as they come. Dude, Joe Rogan's always... Dude, if Joe Rogan can smoke weed on his podcast... <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. I can eat cheese curds on mine. Okay? Oh, my God. The, the is- bar is... Comfortably this episode low. Episode is the best ever. Right oh now. my goodness! Right, we're talking about the gospel <laughs> and oh, why man. the gospel is important. Man, right. the world just wants to stifle oh. our gospel witness right it, now. This Josh. is this is the devil. This is the devil. You know what? We need to put a hedge of devil? protection. Put a hedge of protection around this episode. <laughs> devil, get out! We condemn you. I'm going to go Carmen. I'm going to go full Carmen. Bite the dust. <laughs> anyway, the gospel needs to be at the center. And I, I, I really do think that, I mean, all of these marks, all of these things are vital and important, but all of them, I truly believe, center around this one. Mm-hmm. Um, if the gospel is not present, if the true gospel is not present within the life of the church, then we, uh, then, then everything else is going to be flawed mm-hmm. because the gospel is the foundation of what we believe. Right, it's the foundation of who we are. It's the foundation and and uh, lifeblood, if you will, of our local church. And if we get the gospel wrong, either in the theology surrounding the gospel or the methodology in which the gospel affects and influences our ministries, if we get that wrong, the implications and consequences of that are going to be pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So. I think this episode is super, super important in that if you are looking for a church, or if you're in a church now, ask yourself, what place does the gospel have in my church? Do yeah. I see the gospel in my church, right? Mm-hmm. So let's start to dig this out. Um, man, I almost want to, like if we have some new listeners, I almost want to get into what, first and foremost, let's define terms. What is the gospel? Well, I right? can do that for you right now pretty oh, dude, yeah, please. Okay. Please, because so, I have cheese curds I need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Uh, Josh can take a breather here. Thank you. Um, the good news is that, one, the one and only God who is holy made us in his image to know him. That's from Genesis. But we sinned and cut ourselves off from him, also in Genesis, and this is explained in Romans chapter 3. In his great love, God became a man in Jesus, lived a perfect life, and died on the cross, thus fulfilling the law himself and taking on himself the punishment for our sins. 
of all those who would ever turn from their sin and trust in him. That's You can see that in John chapter 1 and Hebrews chapter 7, Romans chapter 3 and also Romans chapter 5. He rose again from the dead, that is Jesus, showing that God accepted Christ's sacrifice and that God's wrath against us has been exhausted. Acts chapter 2, Romans chapter 4. Now, he now calls us, this is God, God now calls us to repent of our sins and trust in Christ alone for our forgiveness. Acts 17, John chapter 1, if we repent of our sins and trust in Christ, we are born again into a new life, an eternal life with God, John 3.16. And he is, that is God, is gathering one new people to himself among all those in all the nations who submit to Christ as Lord. That's Matthew chapter 16 and Ephesians chapter 2. So that is, my friend, the good news, simplified. That is good news. Mm-hmm. That is good news. And uh, thank you for that very eloquent oratory. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, as, as we are talking about the gospel, that, that is what we are talking about. God created us to worship him for a single bite of self-gratification. We plummeted the world into sin, and Jesus came and saved us. Mm-hmm. And repentance is... Uh, Needed and turning to Christ. And that's that. Not even talking in the context of the local church. Like, let's start here. That truth, the truth of the gospel, should be at the center of who we are as individuals. Yeah. Right? So, yes, we're going to get into the church. But first and foremost, like, this has to be what defines us as Christians. Mm -hmm. Right? We're preaching, uh, we're going through Philippians right now at church. And Paul is just taking the church of Philippi to task yeah. over their earthly citizenship mm-hmm. and really nailing the point home that we're sojourners here. We're exiles here. Yeah. What should define us is not our earthly citizenships or our earthly rights, but it should be the person of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? And you got to get that to live is Christ and to die is gain. Kind of Paul's, Paul's epitaph, right? The base, yep. what defines him as an individual. The gospel should be what defines us, and it should be the lens by which we filter our thoughts, motives, actions, words, like. Everything about us should be filtered through the lens of what does this say about Christ and his gospel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we need the gospel every single day. Every I day. Think, I think most... Especially today. <laughs> I think, yeah, especially in Josh's cheese curd debacle of through the drive-thru. Um, I was persecuted. <laughs> oh, my... Oh, oh, oh. It was persecution. Oh, here we go. The it J-Mac persecution. Defense. The J-Mac They saw the little fish on my car. <laughs> And they thought, we're going to make what? this boy wait. What? We're going to make this boy wait for his sister. No, there's no fish on my car. It's not persecution. I, I'm like, whoa, Josh has a fish on his car? No, what happened? No, I, what, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair question. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, Continue. So I would say that um, we do need the gospel every day. It is not a... Here's, here's a thing that I I usually don't want to dunk on like bigger evangelicalism across America, but sometimes you got to. That's because you're so short. Sometimes, oh my gosh. You can't dunk. Hey, there's a guy in the the NBA 
In the annals of Owen the NBA. Strachan. Uh, no, no. Owen Spud, Strahan. Spud Webb, sir. Spud, Spud oh, Webb. Spud Webb. Okay, okay. Um, that boy got jumps. Owen, Owen right. Strachan's too busy, like, trying to start his <laughs> rap career is what he's trying to do. He's up there trying to spit some bars. And this, this white dri- boy in the hood. This drive-through affair made you spicy today, hey, sir. I'm salty. <laughs> I'm salty, baby. So, as I was saying, um, I think in the bigger North American evangelical church, we think of, I already believe the gospel. I don't need to hear it. Right. Yeah. Or, um, you heard it one time. You believed in it, and then you don't even go back to it. And usually, the sermons you get are very moralistic sermons. They're not gospel-centered sermons. And so you're going to be preached uh, a message of, well, God's Word says this, so do this now. Right. Versus God's Word says this, hey, remember about Jesus and how this comes back to the good news, which I just said earlier in the episode. That's exactly what we're talking about. Like, preaching should be that of reminding people that they need the gospel. It's a reminder of the gospel and our need for it every day, and especially on the Lord's Day. We shouldn't replace it with a a moralistic gospel. It is Jesus's gospel. Jesus is good news. So that's something that we need to remember definitely because, man, um, and a good book to do that is I have a book request. Oh boy, for y'all. Oh it's... boy, this better not be heretical, dude. Last time you did this, it was some like Joseph Prince book. What? I had to put the kibosh on it. When I had to been like, I had to be like, Jack. Prince look, book? I look. I realize you're a big fan of him. I realize you like his accent. You think he looks good in the suits, but we can't be pushing Joseph Prince. I'm sorry. I thought you said Joseph Smith at first. I'm like, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We ain't, we ain't promoting no, pro, no false prophet up in here. Uh, I mean, both of them are, but I mean. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm both of them. What's uh, the book, Jack? The book is called A Gospel Primer uh, for Christians. It's called Learning to See the Glories of God's Love. Um, and so that's a great book. It's by a guy named Milton Vincent. Um, he is not an 80-year-old man, as his name suggests. Okay. I think he is uh, a young man of 40, or in his 40s or 50s. Okay. So uh, it's a great book that actually goes through the gospel uh, and has, man, it has some truth bombs for you that you just need to like wrap your mind around. So that's a great book uh, for any any Christian who's listening to our podcast to look at and say, man, I want to know the depths of the gospel yeah, get that book, and you'll plumb the depths of the gospel quite deep. So so when we take that definition of the gospel in that it needs to be part of our lives from mm-hmm. the moment we are saved to the point that we enter into heaven, yeah. we never outgrow the gospel, right? We always need it. It's always something that needs to be at the forefront of our minds because we are constantly in need of Christ, Right, we're constantly in need of that. We mm-hmm. do not have the ability to earn God's favor, so Christ did it for us, and we are constantly relying upon His righteousness for our assurance of salvation, mm-hmm. for our reasons for doing good works. For I mean, the entirety of the Christian faith is relying upon Christ and who He is. Yeah, let's bring that into church now. Yeah, when we talk about the gospel's necessity in the local church. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about there? 
Well, one, you're talking about the gospel in preaching. Yes. You're talking about the gospel in discipleship, which you'll get to later in the nine marks as well, too. Um, so there's those two things. But, I mean, the gospel is everything that we kind of orbit around, so to say, within the local church. But it has to be something that we take and continually remind our people every single time we meet of what the gospel is. Like, you know, there's a discipleship group that I lead of men, and they need to hear when a guy says, hey, I really need to confess this. That's a time where it's like, it's good to confess sin. Right. Like, that's even part of the gospel is the confession of sin to repent and believe. Oh, yeah. And that repentance and belief... It goes through, it still carries on. You still need to repent and believe all the time. You're still called to do that as a believer. That doesn't stop. Right. Um, it's not just one time. You have to repent and believe throughout your your journey as a believer here on this earth. And so, um, but yeah, like it has to infect your discipleship of certain people, um, with whether you're a leader or you're a pastor or... Um, you're a small group leader. It has to infect that. It has to infect your preaching. It has to infect everything about you, about what you do in the church, or else I don't know what we got. Like, we got like, like a glorified. What like, are we here for? Right, yeah. right. It's just a glorified social club at the yeah, end of the day. Pretty much. Right. So, and that's why I'm such a fan of uh, churches that use a liturgy mm-hmm. to structure their service. Yeah. Because the point of liturgy. And we've mm-hmm. covered this before on on the on the on the pod. The point of liturgy is to point the people of God to the gospel. Yep. In every aspect of the service. Yep. You have the call to worship, right? You have the confession of sin, mm-hmm. the assurance of pardon, which I I love mm-hmm. that part. You have the preaching of the word. Right, which again, the point of preaching is what point people to Jesus Christ in the gospel. Wherever you are, that's what you do. The Lord's Supper, mm-hmm. right? Remembering the sacrifice of Christ, like all of that, the entirety of the worship service should be for the purpose of showing people their need for the gospel and how Christ has met that need perfectly through Himself. Yeah. Yeah, and it says too here on just the nine mark site, it says a biblical understanding of the gospel is important because the gospel is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. And it is the only way for sinful people to be reconciled to a holy God. There it is right there, people. That's it. <laughs> That's it. There's there there's nothing else there's nothing worth more to preach. And there's nothing worth more to center your life around, right? Um, And I think where we really see the gospel shine and where you really see the, the, what do you say, the benefit of having a church that is centered around the gospel is in times of trial and in times of sin Mm -hmm. and exhortation, right? Where you have Issues pop up in church, like every church does. Like the whole of 2020. Like like, <laughs> like literally tw- every single thing in 2020. Dude, church is getting wrecked right now, dude. 
Church, church is getting buck wild right now. Seriously, yeah. there is so much, and dude, we're gonna have to do enough. There's so much disunity right now. Mm-hmm. There is so much pain, and there is so much like, like, so much backbiting and like scuffling amongst members of the church. From church to church, like mm-hmm. people calling calling people out on social media for not like loving the oh, gospel dude. because they decide to do something different with the pandemic that they do. It ain't good. Y'all gotta stop. <laughs> Y'all gotta stop that. Y'all be wild. Y'all right be now. wild. You know, seriously, <laughs> like that gets me more riled up than an A and W drive through. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like y'all need to stop doing that. That's not cool. Yeah. Everyone putting up on Twitter and Facebook, like this is what churches are doing. If you don't do this, you don't got a backbone. And oh boy, bro. Oh boy, stop yeah. it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Okay. But that's what happens when you don't have the gospel as your focus. I'm just gonna say it. Sure. That's what happens. Well, yeah. If if our go- if our if our focus becomes off the gospel and just let's just start dunking on evangelicalism and right. dunking on the world and dunking on these people who are against us and who are against maybe a form of theology or whatever that we hold to man if the gospel is supposed to be the thing that we're unified by why are we trying to find our unity in something else like if 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 the gospel is supposed to be like Jesus, Jesus is like the fulfillment of the gospel explained within the biblical narrative. We should be gospel unified people. And if we are not that, man, the world's going to look at us and go, okay, well, church ain't got it together, so ain't going there. Well, exactly. And, And it's not that we're advocating that, you know, when the world looks at the church, they should see something perfect. Because that ain't ever nah. going to happen. Yeah, we are happen. a bunch of broken, sinful people. Yeah, but what they should see is a people that, although they disagree, and although they have disagreements in how certain things should work, and just what, they should see a people that are united under the gospel. Yeah, and that the gospel is something that manifests itself mm-hmm. in every aspect of their lives. Mm-hmm. That is what the world should see. And in a lot of churches right now, we don't see that. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. It really is. Yeah. I think we're more, I think right now, we are so focused on the government and how the government should run and do things that we're not focused on, man, how's my pastor doing? Seriously. Because he, he ain't doing well. Uh-huh. I can tell you that I think, right now. I, th- he I think well. I heard I heard a statistic the other day of something like seventy percent of pastors in North America are looking for another job right now. Mm. Right now, and it's because a they probably aren't getting encouragement from their people, right. or their people aren't, or their people have a weird view, you know the weird view like the pastor is like the holiest person in the church, it's like, right? Right. Toss that out the window. Um, Because he's exactly, he has the exact same struggles as you and everything like that. He needs as much discipleship from fellow elders as we need discipleship from leaders within the church. Seriously. So, man, so that's tough to hear that because our gaze is now on this whole, like, 
let's go, you know, against our culture. It's like, dude, you don't you don't gotta have like war against the culture. Just follow the Bible, and you'll automatically be countercultural. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, from 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 its conception, right? That's always been that's always been the state of the church. Like, if you follow yeah. God's word, you're going to be at odds with the world 100 percent of the time. Yeah, right. But it's almost like we need we need more than that. So we're going to unite and rally around something other than the gospel for the sake of having a spat, it seems like. It seems like some people just want to fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I get the sense that there are some we people... We want to start just... tribes. We want to split <laughs> split people up into different groups and categories. And But man, that's been our... Dude, like... Let's be honest. That's been our country for what two hundred and something odd years. Sure, yeah. I you mean, know? yes, and that's and that's going to continue to be America. It's just that's not the church. Yeah, you and know? we've talked about this too. Of like our our culture here in America is always you're either on this side or you're on that side. Yeah, and if you're not in the ditch, you're in the you know the dead man zone right. of nuance and trying to navigate, and you're going to get shot by both sides because they think you're the enemy. And so it's true. Yeah, it's super difficult in this place and time to do that, but... Yeah, which makes the gospel Mm -hmm. the main thing. Mm -hmm. We need that in our lives. We need to continually remember our need for Christ and continually remember others' need for Christ as well. And our churches need to be structured around that. Mm -hmm. Our preaching, our teaching, small groups, uh, community, uh, community events... Yeah. Uh, communion, the structure of the service, everything should be for the purpose of making Christ great, mm-hmm. making the gospel center, and enjoying and having joy in the peace that that brings. Because when you have that mm-hmm. as your center, it brings joy, and it brings peace. Yeah. And even in times of trouble like we're in in 2020... We can still have joy and unity in each other's fellowship because of what it's grounded in, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to have that if it's grounded in a political party. Yeah. Because your political party lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right? For yeah. the vast majority of people who are of that, I'm going to stop there. I'm not, <laughs> not going to continue. Put a cheese curd in my mouth. <laughs> um <clears throat> When the gospel is the center, there, there, there is joy, mm-hmm. and there is safety, and there is structure, and it's able to weather anything that hits the church Yeah, when the gospel is the focus, right? So that's why it's important. We need that in the church, and we need that in our lives. Yeah, exactly. Well... This has been somewhat of a lively episode. It's, it was lively. <laughs> I feel like we diverted, and... We were swerving... We were like what were the crazy like? ambulance in the freeway. You know how ambulances just go like, dude, like they're like, like, bro, they are going like, especially on a freeway, dude, they are lame. Bring in their sirens like a bunch of privileged Americans. <laughs> like, get out of my way. I got lights. They I got lights lame. and I got lights. They are lane changing like it ain't no thing, dude. dude um, in and out. And they just expect me. They expect me to pull over for them. But guess what? I'm an American. <laughs> I have rights. Man, I pull over for no man. They can sit behind me in traffic just like everyone else. Josh. It can't be. It's not like it's not like someone's gonna die. What's the worst that's gonna happen? Right? 
Josh has been a victim <laughs> of the AW Corporation, and he how wants everyone to know about it. How right now, dare right? they <laughs> infringe upon my rights Go as an American? Risky business, and right demand now. that I pull over. What <laughs> is wrong with them? What could be so important? Like, what honestly could be more important? People dying. Um, people Ain't nobody. Well, there's no way. You know they do that because they just want to get home. Hey, You know some they guys, do. Hey, we're not mere mortals, Josh. All hey, right? You know so. what? You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna, they can wait. <laughs> they, they, they can wait. I know. I can tell, man. They're out there laughing. And, like, I, I look at them. I look at them. When their sirens going, they're laughing. They're chewing their bubble gum. They're listening to their Metallica. They're just having a good time. They play Metallica in an ambulance? Well, wouldn't you? For whom the bells toll? <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. You done killed me with that one. You done killed me with that one. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Okay, we're cutting it. It's over. It's over. Thank, oh, thanks thanks for listening to this so episode. So good. So good. Catch us on the sociable. Yeah, tell us where they can catch us. Oh, man. Oh, my ears hurt so much from that laughter. Dude, tell us. Tell, uh, us, tell them where they can catch us. Oh, find us on the sociables where you'll find shenanigans like this um, 24 hours a day, I guess. Um, I'm going to hell. <laughs> no, wait, no, I'm not because of the gospel. Hey, the gospel. The baby. gospel, baby. That's right. Jesus got you. Got um, me. So you can find us on The Sociables with all our shenanigans that we have performed here today and many more on other episodes. The Tweaker, yeah. the Facebook, mm. the Instagram, if yes. you will. All at at Reformatory Pod. Check us out on those um, platforms, if you will. Josh, yeah. tell the fine people where they can be our patrons. <laughs> well, Patreon. guys, we're going we're gonna to need some patrons. Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to have some legal bills. After this episode, <laughs> I'm going to have some legal bills, some things that need to be uh, taken care of, some palms to grease, if you will. Um, but yeah, if you feel like supporting us, even after this app, that's amazing. Man, um, that's going to be a miracle. You can head on over to Patreon and uh, give us a follow for the cost of one order of cheese curds a month. You too could become a Patreon supporter and have your name hallowed through the halls. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. Um, so please do that because Jack and I would really appreciate it. Follow us on all the socials and leave us a like and review. Anywhere you get your podcast, leave us a like, an honest five-star review. We enjoy hearing what you guys say um, and uh, it helps get the podcast out there to more people. So we thank you for listening and we will catch you on the next ep of... The Reformatory. Mm-hmm.